And I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Yo, yo, yo. What up? What up? What up? It's the Gentleman Overlords. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. And guys, that song is such a jam. It puts me in the mood for a party every time I hear it. Hell yeah. And uh, this this podcast is a party. Speaking of parties, let's do the thing that you do at a party, which is just like check in with your guests one at a time. Max, how you doing? Oh, this is... I'm I'm not used to parties. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were gonna say go into the corner and pet a dog. That's what I, yeah, I'm known to do at That's parties. That's a good party move. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Robert? I'm checking in with you. If I'm at the party, I'm I'm trying. I'm eating right now. I'm at the snack table, so I can't really talk right now. But assume I'm okay. Also a good party move. Yeah, and I'm in the corner pretending like I'm like not yawning. What you know, like trying to hide the yawn by like not opening my mouth when I yawn or like. You know, just like, yeah, pulling a move, like putting my hand in front of my mouth and then doing like a big, uh, oh, like that. Is it you're, you're blowing a feather up and down out of your mouth and it keeps resting on your lips, but you're, you are, you are falling yeah. asleep. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. And I've got those glasses at home or war in, in court where I've got the eyeballs on it so people can't see. Man, Andrew's been awake for a long time. Dude, this dude's a partier, man. <laughs> He's, He's outlasting us. He's a partier and man. Meanwhile, you're in the corner. There's a pillow. There's a pillow in the corner. And you're standing there. <laughs> Just an upright bed behind me. There's like also a Cinco. I think yeah. there's a Tim and Eric Cinco product where you're kind of like held up on like a a thing, and it's the whole it's the whole deal. It, mm -hmm. it makes your it's a whole mask that makes you talk and say things. Mm -hmm. Okay, All right. Okay, <laughs> thanks. Good. That's good. Like I think it's Odenkirk doing the voice. It's sure. very funny. Uh, well, speaking of parties, guys, let's move the party along. Let's talk about some movies we've seen. This is also a party move of mine to just corner somebody at a party and just talk about a movie I've seen recently. Hell yeah. Uh, Rob, what movies have you seen? What have I seen? I have seen, watched uh, Mad Max Fury Road again. Ooh. That was exciting. Always exciting. Um, man. I want to watch that back to back with Rango and, and see if I can get any more uh, connections. More they exist in the same universe, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, uh, what do you think about the theory that it that each movie is not a uh, like? Do you think that it's that this Mad Max, the the Tom Hardy Mad Max, is the same Mad Max as Mel Gibson they, Mad Max? They kind of imply that there's a similar origin because they have his like daughter and family run down. They they kind of they kind of in that very quick moment in the beginning sort of imply that there's a similar trauma to this character, whatever whoever he might be. But they I kind of like it as like a Conan the Barbarian, which, and I could be wrong, but I think in a lot of the comics, it's almost like different adventures. I think he might have an overall arc, but it does feel like nothing is necessarily chronological. And he could have gone to the temple and fought the giant snake god before he fought the sorceresses in the mountain in this other comic or, or story. And it feels like Mad Max is a character that kind of endures and just like, I also like that he kind of comes into the, the like some other people's stories and has like an effect on it and then kind of drifts back out. 
um, especially in Fury Road. I love how much Furiosa and the wives kick out and the Vuvu, uh, not Vuvuzela, <laughs> the Vuvuzeli. What are they, the the all the badass old ladies they meet? Just everyone in that is so awesome. Um, but yeah, that's a have, that's a good one. He does have a last name though. Is that right? Like Max Rockatowski or something? Yeah, yeah. So so that I feel like that's a pretty unique last name that even in the apocalypse would probably denote you as being an. It, I would it's like a James it's... Bond thing for me. I think that there's always an agent Mad Max taking over the mantle and fighting the Blofeld of the wasteland. Yeah, I can't wait till um, they get introduced. That uh, what's his name is his secret brother. Oops. Um, I feel like I said. I might have it wrong on my list, but I think I talked about Final Destination the last time we were on, or did I not? The first one? You might have. I can't remember. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I rewatched the first one. If I mentioned it the last time, apologies. It is. It is good, and I maintain that one and five are like the best back to back. Um, and I also watched uh, the Flash Two: Revenge of the Trickster. Um, this was kind of like a movie length special might have even been like a two part of the flash i think it's like a flash show the dc from, uh, yeah superhero? yeah it's and it's not a it's not like animated it's live action and this has mark hamill as the trickster oh and yeah i think i have seen this one it's just before it's possible he was doing the voice work during this time too but it's right before he did the joker for the batman animated series so this is proto joker and he's like a laughing He's like a giggling trickster man, and it's very funny to see like the the little the little bits of it you see are gonna kind of leak into that character. You know, they brought him back to do that role in the current Flash. I looked up a picture and I was like, "Why am I getting this? What is this from?" And I mm. and I honestly couldn't tell because, for better or for worse, the costume looked similar <laughs> in, yeah. in the both pictures. But um, I did think it was funny that they brought him back as like an odd, like he is still the trickster in this other universe or whatever. Um, you it's should actually, definitely look up. Maybe I'll I'll drop it in the um the chat. You should definitely look up the trickster, Mark Hamill, because it's very funny. His outfit is over the top. It's so good. It's and po- uh, it's possible that I never watched this original Flash one and only saw uh, Mark Hamill being the trickster in the. You might like how like corny and and it's very silly. It's not for for being a Flash movie. It's a little it's a little slow, but um and it is funny the effects of the Flash like runs up, unties someone, the, the enemy's kind of standing there like, what? And then, you know, moves them away. And it mm-hmm. all seems, it's so quaint compared to uh, all the time stopping and stuff we do nowadays. Everyone's very overpowered. And the um, person who plays the Flash, was does he play the the Flash's dad in the TV show? Not in the- Maybe. And he looks like, he kind of looks to me, and maybe this is just like the first thing that popped in my head, he kind of reminded me of the Captain America from like the 90, 80s or 90s movie. Kind of has like a bigger jaw. He's like a thicker guy for the Flash. Kind of has a little bit of Huey Lewis vibes. Um, uh, so watch that. That was thoroughly enjoyable. You know what I didn't enjoy, basically at all? Hmm. Army of the Dead. Ooh, it's Ooh. on my list of things to talk about. You see it? Yeah, I did. Wow. Well, we can we can blend it into into your review, but um. Yeah, I'm interested in what you thought. Max, have you seen it? Any plans? Uh, my my plans at the moment were to not watch it ever because it's Zack Snyder and I'm, I'm kind of uh, through with it. I don't, you know, 
and for the record, I I like the original or his his Dawn of the Dead well enough. I haven't revisited it in some years. I was very hyped in high school when I think like before something on Fox, they played like the very opening on TV, right up until the nurse crashes outside the mall. And it was just like such a great opening. I was like, we were stoked and talking about it. And I think there's probably some stuff that I maybe don't like as much if I went back and, and rewatched it. It's been a long time, but I liked, I thought it was like, for me at that age, zombies and everything else going on, I was like, this kicks ass. Mm-hmm. So I had higher hopes for this, even it being Zack Snyder, even him being uh, his own cinematographer. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't like it. It it steals the intro of Dawn of the Dead where, you know, it's quick cuts of like news footage and different kind of zombie takeovers in Las Vegas, which would have been a better movie. Like just seeing Vegas fall. Mm-hmm. You see like showgirls zombified and attacking this guy and the slot machines going off while people are getting ripped apart. Uh, there's a few there's a few moments where I, that I think are fun, but it's also like a two and a half plus hour movie. So that's it's few and far between. And I think most reportedly Tig is good in it, but she is also on screen for like maybe 10 minutes. Right, Andrew? It's well, not, you, you know, that she, <clears throat> she was a replacement for what's his fucking name. Chris. Chris Delia. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty well blended, especially in the scenes where she is with other people, but otherwise she is by it, herself. If you know, otherwise it's just her like talking to herself or talking to someone on radio and it's all just filmed away yeah. from everyone else. Um, it's really a ripoff of Aliens. There's just like a ton of scenes, scene to scene and whole parts in the movie that rip off uh, Aliens. And I really was just hoping the idea of a zombie heist movie would be more appealing. I think one of the only parts I kind of liked was they were getting kind of creative with like the safe. There's like these fail safes and they have to figure out how to get through it. And they're using zombies to try as fodder to try and like move through and stuff. And I was like, okay, here you go. You got your Ocean's Eleven and your and your Dawn of the Dead, and you've got you're kind of doing something. But it, that was about it for me. There wasn't really a lot going on. There was so many plot holes, so many things set up that didn't pay off. Mm-hmm. They say in the movie uh, Max that uh, there's all the the when they first go in, they're just piles of dried out zombies. They've been in the the Las Vegas oh, sun man. forever, mm-hmm. and uh, they mentioned like, like it, I feel like it would take a body about. Uh, three days to dry out in a Las Vegas. I don't remember either how long after like the fall of Vegas this takes place, but regardless, it's all, they're all designated. The only ones that are like moving around are like in the buildings and you find out why, but uh, they mentioned, yeah, if, if it rains, they reanimate for like 20 minutes, they'll come back to life. And I was like, that seems silly, but I was like, Hey, that's original. That's interesting. Hoping for some rain. I hope a zombie falls in a pool and then our, someone gets grabbed. No, nope. Never happens set up no payoff there's a guy in the intro who has one of those ridiculous i think it's like in one of the fallout dlc's like a big cement cutter saw he's kicking ass with the zombies when they go and recruit him he's like yeah i'm down he goes there's a whole scene where he goes to the desert and unburies this barrel and takes it out and it's covered in plastic he's like hey hell yeah baby let's get back to work never uses it Mm. himself on a zombie in the entire movie he even gets mad that someone touches it and he's like hey you don't touch it huh you might use it and do something cool with it in the movie (laughs) (laughs) um and then the other crazy thing and that really annoys me is um i mean there's a lot but there are literal robot zombies where zombies in some of the scenes in the background and and foreground there's one very um kind of near the end in the middle of the casino fight where someone shoots a zombie and you see a terminator metal chin and blue eyes as it dies and it's never commented upon not even like a person that kills a zombie is like huh 
I was a, ro- a robot. <laughs> Uh, and apparently this will all be explored in the animated series for Dawn of the Dead, which no one asked for. And Snyder knows neither whether these are alien technology because of their proximity to Area 51 or the government has made hyper-realistic robotic zombies to surveil Vegas. I I don't know. It's, feel- keep in mind, there are, there are uh, alpha zombies that are super smart, including mm. like the leader, Zeus. Who I'm kind of like, he's standing here with like a robot, like a surveillance robot, and doesn't know. Like, I guess he's not as smart as I thought. Um, uh, some real bad stuff. I mean, I could keep going. I don't. I didn't. I, again, I didn't go in wanting to hate it. Um, uh, the other egregious thing is, uh, yeah, no, not his typical cinematographer. And this was this was Zack Snyder's, I think, first time uh, doing it himself, and it's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's a shallow focus around everything no matter how close or far you are. So the fringe of every frame or sometimes just the fringe of every person is blurry and it looks like shit and makes a movie that's supposed to, it's like in a huge blown out Vegas and these big casino rooms and stuff. And it feels claustrophobic in a really bad way that doesn't help. It's, it's ugly. And I, as once you see it on IMAX though, you're going to love it. (laughs) I swear. The other thing, um, four, three, how it's meant to be seen. Yeah, I did see a video that mentioned that it's also it also has dead pixels in the movie, the final release. So there are some scenes that they switch from they switch <laughs> they switch from camera to camera. So sometimes they like will be one place and then like they'll disappear and then be back. But there are actual like pixels out because of the cameras they were using on on the shoot, which I I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. It's that's wild to me. So yeah, um, yeah it looks cheap. Uh, I didn't have very much fun. It also did the Suicide Squad thing of making the giant neon poster and being like, get ready for a ride. Mm-hmm. And then it's not at all indicative of the tone of the film. Um, Batista was okay. He, I think he was given a little bit more than he can typically do. And that's not an insult necessarily. I just think like there was just a lot of bad stuff, especially like the subplot with his daughter and these people they're trying to find that really derails everything by the end. Not good. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically what I've seen for TV. I drew. I don't know if you had anything to add. If you want to roll into yours or sure. Um, I also thought it was bad. I thought it's like really bleak. And like you're right, the poster makes it look fun because it's got the kind of neon lights of Vegas and stuff. And you think like a movie that takes place in a dilapidated Vegas would have more fun locales than like one casino floor and then like a bunch of like burnt out cars and you know like just like an unrecognizable Vegas strip because it's just Mm -hmm. been like bombarded and shot up to hell. So it just like the idea of the movie, it 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 could just as easily take place in Cleveland. Like it just, it like doesn't evoke any of the fun of it being in Vegas other than it's a heist. Um, If because they spend so much time underground and in these dark hallways, mm -hmm. it really could be anywhere. Yeah. It it doesn't utilize that at all. Um, Yeah. And like that you're, the characters are all like, some level of like, I'm a badass. No, I'm a badass. Actually, I'm the biggest badass. And, and it doesn't pay off. It, that's a Snyder movie. Like we, I know, got, like every, the past. I don't know how many. Uh, this is all he's been doing yeah. is just yes. trying to, like, out badass the last character that he's mm-hmm. done, and it it just feels so hollow. Yeah. Other than other than like the fact that like they all pretty much only get headshots, which is kind of an. I mean, I guess if they're all going to be competent people, but like. They set up like 
One guy's a YouTube star because he goes into the fringe of the zombie territory and does like two headshots in a row, three headshots in a row, and they put graphics on the screen. He's like, yeah, I got the zombies. He's not doing like that at all mm-hmm. in the movie. I was like, I think I thought this guy was going to be clutch. It felt like everyone's like specialty was pretty much wasted other than the safe cracker the safe that cracker has guy. to get into the safe. You know, the, the, the really annoying part of the movie is also that like there are characters who are shown to be like nearly incompetent to begin with. And then by the end, like the end of the movie are just like bop, 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 bop. Like, like Batista's daughter towards the end is just like, she's like barely touched a gun by the beginning of this movie. And then by the end, she's just like, there's a hallway of zombies of alphas running around. She's like, like, she's like the Terminator, just like headshot, Mm -hmm. headshot, 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 headshot. And it's just like, what, like, where's the drama here? Like, where is any, like, if, if this person who's like barely touched a gun before is now like a savant and could like do it with her eyes closed, then like, she's the daughter of Batista. That's that's genetics. That's true. That's true. The, um, the alpha zombie, carries around like a head on a stake and it whoever it was it was i don't know if it was some guy who was living in vegas or some soldier or something but it's, there's a weird metal helmet on this head mm-hmm. at some point he puts the helmet on so that conveniently no one can headshot him yeah now these headshots are also accurate that i was shocked that no one got between the two big eye holes or right right here on <laughs> yeah. the mouth but okay whatever also when he does spoiler alert for the movie this movie's bad and boring so i would not recommend people watch it but when zeus gets shot by Batista, it's like a super bullet all of a sudden. Like, it's yeah. like, you know, like the headshots have all been like just a bullet, like, you know, hole to the Going head. Going through a head. When the when the alpha zombie gets shot, his head explodes into like, and I think it, what you were kind of hinting or saying is like the the robot alien zombie thing. Like, it like shatters into a million pieces there's, with like blue and red lights. Yeah, there's not, he didn't seem like a, a robot, but he had blue that's the other confusing thing there's robot zombies and then also it's implied that he had blue inside of him and another spoiler alert there's a a baby zombie in this movie too Mm -hmm. (laughs) Zack snyder can't help himself yeah and it's glowing blue but the implication can only be that that's a zombie created by the union of two other zombies so i was like if one thing is like the super zombie has blue and can pass it on to the other alphas he makes okay if you also have this second set of like make their light red or something. I, I, I couldn't tell what either was it supposed was to be. It was very Cause stupid. I don't think he was a rogue. He, he seems like the only real zombie in the beginning. Um, and he takes out like an entire platoon. It's real, yeah. it's real bad. And you're, you're right about the, the, the subplot of like when they, the, it's the first thing when they walk into Vegas is the, the coyote, the person who like takes people into Vegas is like, says to them, like, just be careful. These bodies can reanimate if it starts to rain for sure. I thought you're like, you're right. Like either like a zombie body is going to like fall into a pool or like they were going to like, like what I thought was going to happen was when they turned the generator back on in, in the, in the casino, that it was also going to turn on the like fire suppression. That's a great idea. And then that was going to animate a bunch of zombies on the floor. And I was like, Oh, that's going to nothing. It did nothing. Maybe they'll, you thought about it more than him. That's the thing. It's all half baked ideas. So maybe they'll explore that in the animated series too. That's interesting to me. Even if you think it's a dumb idea, I think it's something. Maybe Snyder's, uh, original vision was, uh, fiddled with by, uh, Snyder himself this time <laughs> and that they're going to have to release the Snyder cut the Snyder Snyder cut Snyder stuff without uh without the influence of Snyder <laughs> that's what I think yeah I also think that he knows that his his shit is getting bad mm-hmm. uh, and that's why he puts this 
robot shit in there. So like, oh, if you have any more questions, like he's kind of leaning on the audience to get him his next gig. Mm -hmm. That's what it feels like to me. Like he saw, okay, we got this Snyder Cut thing happening. I've got a loyal fan base who will make noise and hopefully get my next thing out because uh, nobody else wants Mm -hmm. it, essentially. Like nobody's asking for this, but this small group and that's why he's putting all these like cliffhangers right oh no 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 i i I meant to not answer that but i will in the next one or something yeah Yeah. so i wanted to be more fun i was like you i i like i tried to imagine it just being army of the dead and not Zack snyder's army of the dead like i tried to remove my Zack snyder bias from it and i still was just like this is stupid it's just like a dumb like like it it doesn't make sense in its own universe which is like for me if it doesn't make sense that's fine but if it it has to make sense within the own the rules in which the movie presents and it Mm -hmm. didn't do that so it's it's just one of those things where it's like you have all the control you have all these apparently you have a million and a half ideas that you're willing to to barely mention and then not explore yeah so it just seems weird like just tighten it up yeah like no one no one thought it would be a good idea to have i thought it'd be I love the sprinkler idea, but I thought it would be like kill even maybe the main zombie Zeus. And they're like, we did it. We fought. And then they're trying to get out, drip, drop, drip, drip. You see the exit. Then they suddenly realize everything in the street is about to reanimate. And it's a mad dash from like classic right. loping zombies, just a, an art, like hmm, an army of them. <laughs> I don't know. That's yeah. just me. Yeah. Uh, Max, what about you? Any movies? Uh, yeah. I watched uh, that one called Tenet. That one movie? I didn't movie? talk about the. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Did I, I talk so. about this one? No, no, I I haven't seen it yet. We've always talked about it, Max. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm, oh shit, it's coming back around. Um, uh-huh. I I did not fully enjoy this. I thought there were uh, some fun things in it, like Nolan, uh, like his other stuff. I think there's, it's always like a fairly competent movie. But, um, like, not fully complete, I think. Where, like, there were a lot of boring parts to this where it just kind of dragged on. It, it went on a little bit long. And there's stuff that, like, I, I can't tell. It was, like, was it confusing or was it just um, that it doesn't really pan out very well? Because there was a lot of stuff where I thought, oh, this is going to get really complicated and it, it didn't. Uh, where, where I was just like, no, I just actually, I don't think that that, really makes a whole lot of sense or it doesn't even make sense for a movie for it to to go this way or like things Mm -hmm. that that i was like oh i'm seeing this this person kind of front and center so i feel like we're going to come back to this later like it's obvious that this person is going to be like maybe one of the people that we've already met or something like Mm -hmm. that and then of course it turns out to be that um I also another particular Nolan thing is I wish he would stop having people talk with their with their mouth covered by a mask, right? Like it doesn't work. If you're going to do that, also like redub it or something and tone down whatever uh, effects you're putting over it, because a lot of times I just can't understand what they're saying. Same thing happened with Bane, of course. Mm-hmm. Like half of his stuff completely unintelligible. In this one, they have like everyone's got a breathe when they're going backwards in time mm-hmm. like they they're breathing a different breath right but um 
that just means that half the time half of this movie people's face is covered and nolan does not know how to deal with that uh in terms of audio and it it, it takes me out of the movie but um yeah i i don't know part of it was fun i i think that it was fairly well acted as far as i remember but not a not a ringing endorsement. I'm sure. not really uh, recommending it to too many people. But at some point, maybe I'll go back and rewatch it and see if they're like a second viewing will will give me a different lo- outlook on it. That was me for it. I, I I think I enjoyed it more than you, but it was definitely one of those things where I was like, I think this will. This is like a more frustrating first watch, and it would probably be a lot more like illuminating the second time. But it's also like committing to go back and watching that right away. So. Um, I thought there was lots of cool stuff in it too, but uh, it it didn't grab me the same way like Inception and some of the other ones did. It didn't. Mm-hmm. It felt complicated where I felt like stupid in a lot of parts, and it's hard because it's clearly it clearly has rules and is trying to explain anything, and it's hard to like turn your brain off because uh, I want to enjoy like just all the crazy backward effects and all that stuff, but I also want to like get what the hell's going on so i am excited to revisit it at some point and kind of see if i if i enjoy it a little bit more yeah i'm not sure if i will like i'm not sure if i'll go back and watch it and i'm not sure if i'll enjoy it the second time but Mm -hmm. uh we'll have to wait and see uh another this is a a rewatch that i went back uh decades after watching it the first time i rewatched so i married an axe murderer Mm. uh with mike myers I, th- I made you a sign one time, uh, a Doug Loves movie sign that said, so I married a Max murderer, I think. Oh. Yeah, I think I did. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> I get that reference now that I've rewatched it. I, I feel like I'd forgotten so much about this movie, but then rewatching it, like a, a ton of stuff that I did remember, like fairly solidly. So I must have watched this movie more than once back, once back in the day. Uh, a couple of songs and stuff like that. But it is one of those weird uh, product of its times where you just have um, like a guy who's not necessarily that great, but uh, like a comedian who's in way out of over his league, right? Way out of his league. Uh, but that's just kind of how it was. Adam Sandler. Oh, wow. There's the sign right there. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's amazing. Yeah, I was trying to find it on here, but I uh that's really cool. Yes, indeed. That's rad, Robert. It's all it's also funny that you made it. For I me have it. And and yeah, Andrew has it. <laughs> what were the other ones? I think I did Look Who's Takahashi. Yeah. For you. And then I think I had maybe oh, you know what? I've got mine. I've got uh the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Persinger. <laughs> <laughs> That's Visual funny. bits, everyone. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's all, all, another weird thing about So I Married an Axe Murderer is like they never go to his house. They go to uh, his his uh, girlfriend and then wife's house and they go to his parents' house. They go to a coffee shop where I guess he works, but he doesn't really ever do any work. He just does beat poetry there. Uh, and then 
like all the other stuff is outside. It's just kind of weird that you never get to see him in his environment. Like he doesn't have an environment. He doesn't have hmm. a job really that he does. And he doesn't have, it just occurred to me, there's a scene where they're like fighting over the check. And I'm like, wait, how is he paying for this te- check? Does he have a job? Does he, he have a, a house? He has a like, cable access TV show. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne's world. Uh, other movies I watched were, were without remorse. The uh, Michael B. Jordan, mm. um, Tom Clancy okay. movie, mm. and uh, it, it the the prequel to, for the Killmonger prequel. <laughs> I guess that could be it, um, but I I would like to distance it from that one because I didn't really enjoy this one. I would love to see more Killmonger. I would not necessarily like to see more. Uh, I've already forgotten the character. Not Jack Ryan, George, but he's he's an agent. George yeah. Remorse. <laughs> that's right um it's just like it's just military schlock right mm-hmm. like just some people really love to see someone in camouflage shoot someone really quickly uh around a corner or something mm-hmm. like that and that's all this movie is over and over again um not great i like michael b jordan but he didn't really carry this one and uh, we'll get into it later. I watched another thing with Michael B. Jordan that I wasn't all that into. Sure. Um, but for movies, the other movie that I did watch and I enjoyed more than I thought I would was Thunder Force with uh, oh, the, Melissa, uh, Melissa McCarthy, McCarthy and yeah. Octavia Spencer. Mm-hmm. And uh, like going in, I knew that it was going to be a little corny and I heard, heard some bad reviews. And that, like maybe because of that, I wasn't like expecting a ton. But I was laughing out loud. Um, it was enjoyable. It, it had its uh, its downfalls for sure, but like some good stuff. And oh, Jason Bateman is in it, and the scenes between him and and Melissa McCarthy are pretty pretty funny, pretty finally, weird, pretty unsettling, but also pretty funny. Finally, reuniting that uh, identity theft uh, team once again. <laughs> Wow, you all, you also watched the identity theft prequel. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's all that I've seen for movies. Cool. Let's talk about some TV shows. Do, 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 do. TV shows we've seen. <laughs> we've seen. Robbie. Uh, the only thing I would, uh, outside of my my diet of of steady diet of Simpsons episodes, um, is. I've talked about this before, but like the weird things they'll cut out of some of the versions that made it to TV when we were younger, Drew, mm-hmm. or like, I don't even remember if I remember the first airing and then subsequently when they would add commercial breaks and kind of cut, you know, cut 30 seconds or a yeah. minute off, yeah. they would lose stuff. The one in the Troy McClure one or a fish called Selma mm-hmm. where you, where Troy McClure marries Selma Bouvier is um, he goes to the DMV and I think they pretty much cut the whole exchange where he comes in and Dr. Hibbert says like, Troy McClure, I thought he was, I thought he was, you know, away in shame because of that scandal, the aquarium. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Fat Tony and is it Legs? I don't know who the, who the other mobster sure, is, yeah. but he says, hey, Fat Tony, I thought you said Troy McClure was dead. He's like, no, I said he was sleeping with the fishes. You see it. And he's like, oh, Tony, don't tell me that right now. I got it. <laughs> it's implied that he does something really heinous with fish. Well, they also do that, that thing later where like he says that is so funny. I did something so devious. And it's just like, like the yeah, she, Selma asks if he's gay. And he's like, I wish. He's like, that would be easy. No, what I have is a sexual like thing that's so bizarre. And it gets all dark on yeah, his face. And <laughs> shadow comes over his, yeah. 
he also like his his super modern house like his big bed is has like a wraparound aquarium and it's just like mm-hmm. yikes yeah he also has like <laughs> i a think very... it's all loosely based huh uh he has a very tony stark-esque house too. yeah yeah and i think it's all kind of loosely based probably around like the richard gear rumor and stuff it yeah. was just like a throwaway like let's make him have a weird thing with an animal thing yeah um but i'm guessing that was a little saucy it was a little too on the nose which which is why maybe he didn't make it into subsequent ones yeah um no, when I watched it, I would count as like kind of like a TV, like a little mini series was um, Love, Death and Robots season two. Yeah. Watched that's, all that's, those. That's the thing that I watched with Michael B. Jordan. Uh, oh, yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. In fact, when that when that one comes on, I was like, damn, this looks like Michael B. Jordan. And I was like, but it's not. And they're like, oh, it is. OK. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's very strange, too, because like they are getting it's really fucking, photorealistic like they it's get re- so good that one and there's like an, another one where like when it first starts i'm thinking these are all animated right like they they look is so it is good. it ghost in the is it like ghost in the desert or or wind or snow in the desert or whatever the one yeah, in that yeah that's the yeah. one snow man yeah i mean and i i love the ones that are like an art style and they're they're going for something else but like it's impressive the ones that are like really realistic and you're just like damn like yeah this is as good as final fantasy the spirits within <laughs> um Wait, no better but no better uh same as good of a plot um <laughs> no i do wish it would be cool to see like i think there's a lot of games where i'm like damn i would love to see like every warcraft cinematic comes out that comes out i'm like damn that, i would watch like a movie of all that it looks awesome or like something like this where i'm like i wish it wasn't a short i wish this was like an hour long episode of something i would love that i'm I, sure I, it just takes so much time though I do like the format though. I love the fact that you're getting uh, different, uh, different ideas from different people and they don't have to be fully fleshed out. Right. Yeah. You just, you make, and it's wo- not like, it's not like you, you must have a robot in it or you must have, it's like, it's pretty loose. It's just like the name is sort of a jumping off a point and then they can do whatever after that. But yeah. I, I really like that. Drew, did you ever watch the first one or no? Nope. Do you have any interest? I have interest. I just haven't watched it. It's the first one's 10 eps and this one's eight, mm-hmm. um, but they're really good. And they're only like, I think they're like seven to maybe 10 minutes long or something like that. They're pretty great. Um, cool. But yeah, I really liked, really liked the second season and don't know what my favorite is, but I did really like that, that Christmas one, Max. Yeah. 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 We just got that one. That one was really, really fun. I've been liking a lot of them. I like the snow one a lot. And like, even the Michael B. Jordan one wasn't terrible. It was just a little bit gruesome. And so like, I didn't necessarily love it, mm-hmm. um, but I've liked all of it. And I, I like that people are trying like, and man, some of them look so good and, and just so creative. And uh, I think it's a really good, really good series. And I had a, you know, a couple from the, the first one that really stood out to me, but I'd love to go back and watch them again too. They're, it's just a, a great idea, having, giving people a uh, platform to just come up with a, a bunch of creative stuff. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to, you know, they don't have to have a full movie investment in it, right? Like they don't have to develop a feature length film just put something out there and like maybe maybe they'll get high maybe they'll see hey from this studio i'd like to you know make something bigger out of that yeah i hope that's the case uh rob have you seen any other tv that's i mean no that's basically it right now max what about you uh so yeah i watched love death and robots i watched uh shrill season Mm -hmm. three um with ad bryant um based on the uh well i think maybe loosely maybe i don't know how close yeah, it is based it's based on, on her life yeah loosely yeah 
what's it Lindsay west is that her name yeah Wendy. yeah the one guy is dan savage the swoopy gray hair guy oh okay that makes sense um, but, um i randomly saw the very end of this show i saw like parts of an episode and then like the end of the show of season three yeah the final season oh is this it was weird it didn't make any sense to me because i haven't watched the other season so i was like um, but I did like that the um, Ed Kemper from Manhunter was like uh, a character or not, not, not Ed Kemper, but the actor who plays Ed Kemper, he's like the bigger guy with like the glasses that, oh, she, yeah. that she goes out with. Yeah. Is he, he was in, yeah. Okay. So he was in um, ah, f- 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 Umbrella Academy. That's where I know him from. Oh, you're right. Yes. He's one of those agents. Yeah. And then he's also in Barry for a little bit, but he has a very mm. pretty small part in Barry. Um, but yeah, he does a good job. Uh, I think that show is awesome. I think it's great. Um, and I would recommend it mm-hmm. <clears throat> for anyone. Just a cool little story about somebody working at a, um, at a, not zine. What is it? Just an online. Like a, uh, like a city newspaper yeah. or like a, yeah. Like it's kind of like the strange, it is like the stranger for Portland sort of. It's like a, yeah, community paper. Yeah. Cool. But that was a lot of fun. Uh, I also went and watched uh, True Detective Season 3 mm-hmm. with Mahershala Ali. <clears throat> it is great. It's really good. I recommend it. Um, you know, Season 1 was great. Season 2 was still good, but like a bit of a lull. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but this one, like Mahershala does such a great job. And he's also like... Um, teamed up with steven dorf yeah. uh who does a, who, like it's weird he does a really good wolverine in this one is this like, a is this like a uh nexus for like a blade crossover that's what i was thinking i was like wait where do i know steven dorf from and yeah he was wait, does that building. motherfucker try to ice skate uphill <laughs> uh <clears throat> yeah but in terms of uh uh Marvel connections, I think he would make an am- amazing Wolverine the same way that uh, Matthew Fox and Emile Hirsch in Speed Racer are the best Batman Robin I've ever seen on film without even trying. I think the same thing is true for uh, Stephen Dorff as Wolverine in this one. He has a bar fight at a certain point, just fucking per- that scene, just submit that to, to Disney because he's Wolverine. They submit this the- violent this violent bar scene to Disney and they're like, we got yeah we got it, we got it. <laughs> they slip in a little bit of the first x-men movie where he gets into a bar fight and the claws start to come out a little bit just like a little tease <laughs> but uh season three is is really good they they uh there's a character who kind of has like um they're showing mahershala ali they're showing him at three stages in his life and he's having like memory issues so you don't fully know the whole backstory yet in the present day and all of that but good well written um incredibly acted uh i think it's a great one stick with it if you if you liked season one and weren't a fan of season two keep going with season three mm-hmm. yeah i think i'd overall agree i think season one is still my favorite but i would agree that three is better than two and it's probably worth a watch so cool yeah i love Marshall ali and i can't wait to see him in blade mm-hmm. and then i also wanted to have a, a quick shout out to snl uh the Elon Musk heard episode. What, what show is this? <laughs> the Elon Musk episode is awful. You can skip that for sure. But the season finale was, was surprisingly good. And I don't know if it was 
if I was just having a great day, I watched it the same day that I watched Thunder Force. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I was just having a great day and loving everything and something was just like extra funny to me. But both of those uh, were better than I was expecting. Who hosted and, the finale? Uh, Queen's Gambit. She was also in. Oh, Anna uh, Taylor-Joy. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I didn't even hear like a peep that that was happening. <laughs> She's going to be in well, the new uh, Edgar Wright movie. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's right. I forget the name. I do too. Uh, last night in Soho. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Last night in Soho. I got it there. I got there first. Um, well, I watched. I finally finished Invincible. First hey, season. What do you think? I, you know, like I, I'm gonna get it right out of the way. I think the show is too gross, and I think it's like, you know, I know it's emulating the comic, which is also gross. But I think there maybe is grosser, some, honestly. Yeah, but like. Having but it, when it's in motion, when it's, it's in yeah. motion, it just is. It feels gratuitous and in like a really, like especially. I don't like. I don't want to say too much in case people haven't watched the first season yet. But like, when the big turn happens, and then like Mark is trying to like catch up, and like he he flies into that town, and like people are just becoming a collateral <sighs> damage. I hated. Like I just. It was like. It, there's sometimes where like that sort of stuff it it turns me in a way where i'm just like i'm not enjoying this like it's i'm not even mm. like mad at the character anymore i'm just kind of grossed out by the show and mm. it kind of reached that point where i was like i i'm going to stick with this cuz i like the story i obviously love the comics i think they're doing a really good job with the show but it's just like if if i didn't have that attachment to the source material i might stop it's just like mm. really it was a little gratuitous and i hope that in season 2 they kind of just like tamper it down just a little bit. I understand it's a mature animated show where that's kind of it's part of the show, but it just it I I felt a little too much like ugh, I just don't like this. Yeah, I mean they really drive home. Yeah, like you said, not without saying anything. They really uh, it's it's uh, devastating mm-hmm. the, the the like the collateral damage like you said. Um yeah, it, it's pretty wild and uh just stuff where, like, I feel like in so many shows, like, someone gets beat up and, like, their eyes swelled or they have, like, mm-hmm. the, the thatch marks to show they've gotten hit. And this one's, like, people split, like, chins are split open yeah. and, like, yeah. and, like, their fingers are all, like, fucked up. And you're just like, God damn. Like, yeah. Um, but you're, yeah, because I, I, I've, of course, kind of been flipping through my comics and I'm like, yeah, there's some stuff in this that is, like, insane. And they mm-hmm. similarly do, like, very, in fact, the art's so good. It's just, like, really gross and realistic. But, like something about it in motion and seeing all the, the squishy humans. Yeah. Is, uh, and hearing well. it too. Yeah. So I understand, but I, and I am, I, I mean, who, no telling kind of in season two, but I don't think there's anything on that scope, at least in, in the next set of kind of sure. trades they would be pulling yeah. from, but who knows, who knows yeah. what, how they'll change it up either. So. Yeah. And they do. I, I appreciate some of the change-ups. Like I think Amber's characters improved for sure mm-hmm. in the show than she was in the comics. So, there's some stuff that I like that they changed and I'm glad that it's not just a straight like adaptation of the book to screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing I watched was the first four episodes of hacks on HBO max. Uh, it's the gene smart show. That's like roughly about, uh, Oh, why can't I think of her name right now? Uh, Oh my God. Anya Taylor-Joy. Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers. <laughs> Joan Rivers. Uh, oh, was, okay. I, I that's forgot. About, that's... I, also, I also watched this. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I'm really enjoying it. I Especially like the end of the fourth episode I thought was really 
like a good kind of culmination of like what they've been doing, like the two separate characters. And I think that episode in particular did a good job of like, Max, how far are you in the show? I think I did the same four episodes. Okay. Whatever, like it just, whatever came out at, yeah. at once, right? Didn't they do maybe three and then the fourth came out? I think out that's or something? right. I, th- I think I'm four in though. I yeah. think that's it. So the episode where it ends with them watching Law and Order over the phone. Yeah. 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 I love that scene. I thought that was really touching. And especially because mm-hmm. like it illustrated how much like Gene uh, Gene Smart's character has like a messed up relationship with her daughter. And then the main character has a really bad relationship with her mother. And like they have like kind of a back and forth of illustrating those two things. And then the episode ends with them just having like almost a mother and daughter type of interaction with each other i i really liked it i'm enjoying the show quite Mm. a lot i agree i I like it yeah and yeah they do a good job with all the characters Mm -hmm. Uh, some of it's a little bit corny like it's it's really hard when you're intentionally writing characters writing uh Mm -hmm. jokes and stuff like that uh it kind of peels back a few layers of it but i think for the most part they do a really good job with it yeah uh, Gene Smart, also the most, uh, I'd say, the most accomplished uh, graduate of our high school, Ballard High School. Oh, I didn't oh. know that. Yeah. Yeah, no idea. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, tip of the hat to fellow beaver, Gene Smart. Milady. Milady. All right. Uh, fellas, let's get into the movie we watched for this week uh, Jupiter Ascending. Now that she's back in the atmosphere. Mmm, Jupiter Ascending uh, by the uh, Wachowskis, uh, Mila Kunis, Channing Tatum, Sean Bean, uh, Eddie Redmayne. Redmayne. <laughs> uh, boy, before we get into the plot, would you fellows recommend people watch this movie? It's currently streaming on Netflix. Um, as we mentioned in a previous episode, it is one of the biggest box office bombs of all time. Um, would you recommend people watch this movie? Hmm. This is a tough one because uh, I feel like, I feel like I must've talked about it on the show before, maybe in the past Mm -hmm. for a movie we've seen, maybe, I don't know, but I, I definitely saw it, uh, previously, and I think I probably appreciated how like much of a swing it was because mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot going on and a lot of weird sort of things peppered throughout. But there's some, in my opinion, some pretty poor performances. And um, despite it looking, there's being some some really creative costumes and and uh, and effects and vehicles and stuff like that. I I found it really needlessly confusing, and it was really a lot about like laws and and like contracts for places and things it was very like episode one bureaucratic kind of stuff uh this would be i don't know this would be a pretty light uh, yeah i don't know if i would recommend it right out the gate it, it's i'm kind of on the fence what do, what do you guys think max yeah i'm not i i don't it's a movie that i want to love because the wachowskis are great speed racer one of my all-time favorites uh but and this and it's like Matrix you say, Four this coming movie. out this year. The, what's that coming out? The fourth Matrix. Oh. One of the Wachowskis is making it. 
we'll see about that. I, I'm also kind of like on the fence about the Matrix. I think that they did some interesting stuff, but I didn't love it as a trilogy. Let's say. Oh, okay. Like, well, that's I thought, fine. I thought the first one was interesting, and then I thought like the it just Dim- kind of got diminishing returns. Off. Yeah. Yeah. And in this one, like, I like a lot of what they're doing. I like the intergalactic stuff. Uh, I feel like I feel like there's seeds here that have not fully grown. I, are you talking about seeding a planet? <laughs> I am. I feel like there are planets that that could have more personality in this one. I think <laughs> I think there's just a lot that could have more personality. I I feel like it's it's a little bit lame for what it is. But it, it's got that, that bit that could be interesting. Like I feel yes. like I would recommend someone watch the sequel if they fixed some of the stuff in this. Mm. But of course, this is never getting a sequel. No. So, uh, we're that's that's it. Mm-hmm. But it does have some interesting stuff in it, I think. So, yeah. But it's also an investment. It's a kind of a long movie. Mm-hmm. It is two hours plus, like two hours, ten minutes, something like that. I can't recommend this movie. It's it's too long. It's too confusing. I think this would be a really fun video game. Like the the amount of like space travel, the fact that like Channing Tatum has like roller like uh space uh roller skates, like mm-hmm. it all feels like fun video game mechanics and like it would be a fun enough video game that you could get away with it being so stupid in terms of its plot but because it's a movie where you're not in control of this like fun roller skating dog alien um it's a it's a pretty frustrating movie to watch and robert like you were talking about it's a movie that deals a lot with like laws and stuff that scene where they go to like and you know she compares it to the dmv but well, now that's fuck- the that's what I want. I want a papers please style video game where you're trying to get your royal uh, certification. I couldn't like it was like the it was like the most tedious fetch quest in a video that is game, and it's guest like, directed by Terry Gilliam, I believe, who I think is also in that scene. I would not be surprised, but it's like it's just like oh, you're at the wrong window. You want this? You want it, requisitions? Oh, I'm not requisitions. It, I'm, I'm just it's like, a different movie. It's a oh. literally a different movie in the middle of the movie. <laughs> I don't know how you can do that. You can have a movie that's like so gorgeous in a lot of scenes, like just really interesting visuals. And you're you're both right. There's so much in this movie that is interesting. And mm-hmm. had it been more about that stuff, would be a fun movie. And if they cut like 20 minutes of this movie, it could be like a really fun stupid space romp but instead it's like and it's like you know I, we complain i've complained about this now with like the the justice league movie where it had like 12 different endings this movie had two solid like this is the end of the movie scenes and it was just like mm-hmm. when spoiler for like almost the end of the movie when they thwart the one guy's wedding and oh, then it reve- then it reveals that there's in fact a bigger bad brother who ends up kidnapping her again. It's just like, this is, I, I can't like, I can't take it. Like, it's just end the movie. Like how ha- either have like one villain throughout the whole movie. Don't introduce, like, I know they, they introduced him in the beginning of the movie, but then he disappears for like a solid hour and a half. That happens with all the Titus siblings and we'll, we can talk about it, but like they all show up in the beginning and then they all have their turn kind of passing her around. Yeah. And it was frustrating because I was like, yeah, that's, I kind of wish they were all in the same castle 
and all like, you know, whispering in her ear and trying to pull her different ways because they truly like one guy has her for a bit then or the sister has her for a bit. Then she gives her up. She goes somewhere else. It was maybe I'm simplifying it too much, but it was frustrating because it's this destiny story of like, you are, you are the, what is it called? The, the reawakening or like the recumbent or whatever. She's supposed to be this reincarnation of someone, Mm -hmm. uh, their mother. And it just felt like plotting the way it was jumping around between all of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, the, the pacing is very odd in this and one. But, but I don't know. About it. Oh, sorry, Mac, go ahead. I was just going to say the two brothers aren't different enough to warrant having like two well, separate sections with either of them. They're both doing essentially the same thing. Yeah, they're, the sister they're, was slightly different, but yeah, not really. They're, their motiv- I mean, they're, their motivations are the same. I would say that their acting styles are vastly different. <laughs> um, yeah, somehow the guy who didn't win the Oscar that year is doing a slightly better job than than Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> yeah. Eddie Redmayne won an Oscar the same year this movie came out. Uh, and he also won the Razzie. also won the Razzie for the worst actor. So, um, Not for the same role, but... <laughs> yes. Uh, so this is like a movie that was... It was nominated in a lot of categories at the Razzies, including worst main actor, worst main actors, worst movie... Worst and Redmayne actor? Worst supporting <sighs> actor, which Eddie Redmayne did win. Yeah. I... Uh, I read just before we started recording that not only is Channing Tatum's character part wolf or dog, that he has a prosthetic on to make his chin bigger. So his mouth never like closes. So that's why he kind of like talks a certain way, I guess it's very, it's very, very odd. And also did you guys catch? Cause I don't think I remembered it from the first time around that his gun barks. No, I, no, I didn't catch that at Go all. Go back and watch, just nope. like cut to like the first scene in the uh, when he's fighting uh, the people in the alleyway, the bounty hunters. It's like arr, 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 arr. when he when he shoots it, it's like and you can want, hear also a bark in it. I don't want Netflix to think that I like this movie by pulling it up again. <laughs> I don't want it. You to, must have liked it. You've been yeah. rewinding and going back multiple times. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like they should have uh, leaned into. Um, him being a dog because he really just seems like an elf to me with really bad hair, mm-hmm. like highlights and stuff. He should have had, he should have been like barf from uh, <laughs> space, space balls. balls. He's yeah. got the loyalty. He, his superpower is that he can like, he can remember the pheromones and like find you. But he, through he that. maneuvers like he's a buff Legolas. Like he's just like, he's yeah. whimsically slides into every place and just like, just like takes out people with like the precision of like it's yeah, insane like, oh. he that shield is op like he never gets struck by anything including it's just like why doesn't everyone else have that shield it's including like when insane. like the planet's blowing up towards the end he just like puts it up and excuse me he just like puts up this like mini shield and he's suddenly shielded from like the planet exploding yeah i think the abraxas like uh family would probably have dug those shields i probably could have helped them a couple times yeah this like wealthy powerful family doesn't have his like this half dog man's like resources to get this little shield. And then also a big part of his character is that he's trying to get his wings back. If he's a fucking dog, why are you going with wings? I didn't get that either. And I was like, okay, so like mechanical, like you, you were like a flight soldier kind of a thing. It's like, no, it's like weird organic spoiler, but like weird organic wings where I was like, but they never established that. Like he should have been like, turns out I'm part Hawk too, or something. I don't know. Like, 
Plus, he's Every- already flying. He's got rocket boots that allow him to uh, inline skate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wh- in why does he sky. need the wings? That's less, way less yeah. interesting to me. The the having the wings. Imagine him having the wings inside that like operating room. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have worked. Yeah, the, he would have been screwed. <laughs> I also yeah. I couldn't believe that this movie took place in like modern day Earth because like when she gets like taken up into space and like she finds out that she's you know part of like a descendant of this space race and all this stuff she seems to be like like given the information that like oh by the way uh your job is now moving from this building to another building like it's it's so she acts so mundane to this like huge reveal that like humans are not native to earth and are in fact native to this other planet and she's the queen of this you know entire race and she's just like oh like she's like in the car with channing tatum and like she's like well, people are going to, you know, like they reveal that like they can do like a planet wide, like memory wipe men in black thing. Yeah. And like the building is just being like repur, like it's just like it's just being rebuilt behind her very fast. And she just goes like she has like a slight like, oh, that's kind of weird sort of like reaction. I'm just like, this is this is like earth shattering information to you. Like, why is she so like, huh? Okay. They showed like, and then from that point on, she just goes along with yeah. everything too. You're like, oh, by the way, you're gonna get married to me, and she's like, oh, I don't really oh, want yeah. to. He's like, no, nah, you should, and she's like, all right, okay, cool, sure. She is like self-sacrifice, like she is like trying to like save her family and do like the better thing for like Earth through part of it, but it still felt like she was being being passed around so much. Mm-hmm. So for as much as she sometimes does claim her agency, it feels like she's being like kicked to each step by another person. Right. Uh, like I said, the sister has her and explains stuff. Brother comes and picks her up. Hey, will you marry me? They crash that. Then finally we get to Bellum. Is it Bellum Abraxas? Ready, mm-hmm. Eddie Redmayne? Yeah. Who, man, his lines are so funny. Who told him, he admitted like in a GQ interview, like I did a bad job. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he's just talks like this. I want you to find her. He's like, he's, he's doing like either Voldemort or he's doing, um, Zod from Man of Steel. Like it, it he's and like there's no in between. It's either I will find him or uh, yo, I was gonna say like the that's like a scene that I think a lot of people laugh about when he's like, Go get her. Go Yeah. <laughs> and just like scream then it cuts to the Chicago skyline. <laughs> he has yeah, it has no he has no he has no middle. It's just like, I always yeah. had to turn up the volume five notches too when he came on screen because that that low end of it too is mm-hmm. so hard to hear yeah he's i mean he is like he's he's made a decision and he tur- certainly like like this movie he took a swing it was a bad swing much like this movie and i it just yeah there's i don't really know that the plot is worth summing up because it's it's incomprehensible at points. Like basically she's the, the, the chosen leader or the, you know, the reincarnation of this leader of what like humans came from. And so that makes her the leader of earth and the, the, and Eddie Redmayne is trying to have her sign over her, her stewardship to him so that he can then enslave earth or, 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 uh, process us for uh, youth juice. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, Braxis siblings can all like they all have like this access to a thing that makes them younger um yeah it's basically this immortal family line pre-history pre-earth kind of thing where throughout the universe uh these people are basically a corporation that mm-hmm. generates the youth juice by 
growing these planets and then harvesting all the humans yes. into the juice. When, when like they a can... planet can't like when it's reached like our stage where we're like, we're mo- messing up the planet more than, than we can sustain, then we're ripe. And that's just what they do to, we, we only see it in the starting in the beginning, which is did everyone turn into blue dust or is that just a, a, a what the planet looked like? Because it was like, I'm told it's completely painless. It's just like bizarre. And it truly, I mentioned already, but like every time they're like, profit, my dear, you see the margins allow us to have a stewardship over this sector of Earth's bubble. And I'm just like, oh, I hate hearing that like profit and like your refinery is the thing. I don't know. There was just something like so unmagical about it. It has like a very episode one, like, talking about trade routes and like Mm -hmm. just like i don't i don't care about this and like you know it's like in a way in a way i do like that i for a movie it sucks but for a commentary i think it's yeah 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 i agree with you on that but like as an Um, execution in this movie it sucked i think it's also just weird to me that like so how come like the one guy who i think kicks ass is like well is his name ganesh or his name is nesh which I think is for, yeah, for Ganesh. Ganesh. He's, an, he's an elephant guy. And I was like, okay, so there's like, you are like mm, 50, maybe 60% elephant with like a humanoid body. But other people are like, there was like, a, was she a mouse or a deer with the big ears? Oh yeah. Who knows? And then like Channing Tatum, who seems like he's like 10% like dog. Like it was weird. Also, Sean Bean was part honeybee. Is that true? Yes. That's why his house has the bees and he's like, can apparently like my queen. I, it's, it's bizarre. It's bizarre stuff. But I wish that was more explored because I was like, if you have like a half animal dude, then go with that. That sounds more interesting that like humans are just one thing they seeded and they've been crossing them with all sorts of other stuff everywhere else. It seems like a weird thing not to have that yeah. explored a little bit more. Mm. I, don't I thought they should For as much as I more... like the costumes and things. I thought they should have done more unique space things. I also wasn't a huge fan of the costumes because they were all like everything was dark. There was very mm-hmm. little color in this. Everyone was just kind of like goth ravers. And uh, I, I felt like they could have done more with it. I mm-hmm. always enjoy more color. I always enjoy like things to be bright and flashy. But this was more on the Matrix end of just like everyone's either wearing black or white. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I, the, and like the, the fact that like the, the plot of this movie just seems to, you're right, like it's a movie that I think presents itself as having the main female character like have her own agency. And each, yeah, it's like she either has to be best friends with this Abraxas, the female Abraxas, or she has to marry the other male Abraxas, or she has to like cede her power to the other Abraxas. Like, at, by the end, she she does like own her agency, and and she's like, you know what? Like, if you're gonna like kill my family, me and my family, like, at least like I can make it so you can't do this to other people. And I was glad in that moment that she actually like stood up for herself and became like a fully realized character. Because up until that point, she's just basically like a trophy for the Abraxas family to conquer. And so when she does finally get something to do, I was very happy. And then. But, you know, like, the, the the end of the movie being, like, a, a a big space battle in this, like, I can't tell if it's, like, a city on a planet or, like, a thing that just exists in space. And I think it's, like, the refinery in the storm of Jupiter or whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so they have to like, yeah, it's just, it becomes a counting, a countdown clock to go through the portal again and blah, blah, blah. I, yeah, it's just, it's, it's too messy. I wish it was a little more fun. Mm-hmm. And like, even if it's dumb it is, and the movie is stupid, but like, even if it's dumb and fun, I can deal with that. But this movie is just, it's dumb and boring in a lot of parts. And it doesn't like, if it leaned a little harder on, you're right. The like color, like being really colorful and, and like the, you know, like the fact that Nesh, the character that looks like an elephant, like just more of that stuff. I think like mm-hmm. when I was watching this movie, I just kept thinking I wanted this to be Valerian where it's just yes. like, it's colorful, it's flashy, the characters are fun, and it's stupid, but, like, it's really fun and a good watch. And the Wachowskis can do it. Speed Racer is proof. If yeah. this was more Speed Racer, this would have been what Valerian should have been. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, they, they could have done it. That's why I would recommend the sequel and not this one. Yeah. Because I would love to see there what the no Wachowskis sequel, could do if they, if they put some spirit into it a Jupiter yeah. ascending type of thing. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, we, we've touched on already, but like, it's a bummer that Mila's performance, I don't think is very good. I know she's, she just, it's not like I'd haven't enjoyed her in that 70 show back in the day and other stuff, but I just feel like it's not her. It's, she's not like, she's not for this role. Yeah. I, same with Channing Tatum. I think Channing Tatum is a very like fun actor when he's in the right role and this isn't the right one for him. Yeah. Everybody other than like maybe Sean Bean is miscast. Yeah but Sean Bean's also not called upon to do a lot in this movie. Um, anyways, that'll do it for Jupiter Ascending, and I'll do it for this episode. So, wow. uh, see ya. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.